Well, hello, how are you? This is S. Anthony Thomas. My friends call me S. Anthony, so if you're listening to this, I'm going to consider you a pod family friend. Feel free to call me S. Anthony, because that's what all my friends call me. This is, like I said, the S. Anthony Says Podcast. I hope you enjoy it. I want to say a special shout-out to my longtime listeners, no matter where you are in the world, whether it's Canada, Australia, the U.K., here in the States, wherever else you're listening. Thank you for sticking with me for the year and slight change that I've been doing this. For the new people that have come along, thank you very, very much. Much love to you. I hope you stay around as long as the rest of the Pope, the people. Did I say Pope? Yeah, I'm sure. Hey, I'll be honest with you. I'm sure at some point he'll listen to it and he'll dig it too. Yeah, that's right. I said it. (laughs) I want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, Special shout out once again to Dan Lizette of the Podcast Digest with Thank you very much. I'm sure there's some people that are listening to me for the first time because of you. And hopefully uh, some of the people that are listening to me have gone on to uh, to listen to your great show. And uh, that's that's the idea. I want them to listen to your show. And, of course, hopefully some of the people from your, uh, from your show are listening to me now. So I want to say thank you to everybody. Much love to you. I appreciate you. Um, before we get started, uh, this is a little tag I want to put in the beginning for the new people. Um, the show's crazy. Okay. What I do is nuts and insane. It's going to be weird. It's going to get weirder. That's not going to change. Be prepared for that. What you're hearing now is weirder than it was when it started. And what you're going to hear in the future is weirder than what you're going to hear right now. Yup. That's the kind of podcast I do. <laughs> okay. So much love to you. Before I roll, get to get it rolling. If you like the show uh, on whatever, whatever podcast you're listening to, whether it be Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iTunes, whatever it is, please make sure you give the show a five-star rating. It's really, really cool. Do it for Dan's show. Do it for my show. Do it for any show that you listen to, any podcast that you listen to. If you like that podcast, make sure you give them a good five-star rating on whatever podcatcher that you listen to. Um, it really does help out a lot. It would help me a lot. It would help Dan a lot. And it would help out anyone who has a podcast because we need to get the word out about this this uh, this way of uh, entertaining people. Because I, I love it, and if you're listening to it, it means you love it too. So do that. And my friends, we're about to start what I like to lovingly refer to as the S. Anthony Says Podcast or the most wonderful podcast in the history of podcasting. Yeah, it's incredible. Roll it. You are about to listen to the S. Anthony Says Podcast starring S. Anthony Thomas. (laughs) You lucky bastards. All right. This is S. Anthony. Glad you came back. Ready for the next one? All right, here we go. Go! Hello, cats and kitties, dudes and dudettes. Let me me tell you something. I'm going to talk to you about something really, really kind of cool here. I'm not the kind of person. I don't know if you are. I'm, I'm pretty sure you're not. I mean, I can't imagine anybody listening to this incredible podcast would be an awful person. And of course, I'm incredible. But let's talk about this. I'm not the kind of guy that likes to get people fired. I actually don't like it at all. Even if somebody's horrible to me, I don't want to get them fired. I don't want to do that because I know how hard it is, you know, how hard it is in the job market out there. I know how hard it is. And I know everybody wants to take care of their family. I get it. So I do everything I can to not get a person fired, even if they're horrible. I mean, really, really horrible. There was a cab company that I used to use all the time when I would travel. And I would use that cab company religiously. I mean, t- how often did I use that cab company? This often. Burp. 
Hi, it's Anthony. Oh, how you doing? Oh, let's see. This is March. Normally, you go to this place, and normally, you get picked up at 4 o'clock. And um, let's see. And you normally like to take this route, and you normally like to go to this place. And uh, I'll have Frank have a pa- newspaper for you. Okay. Thanks. Okay, bye. That's how often. And they normally don't do that, but they did that for me. Okay. So that's how often they use the cab company. So I recommend this same cab company to a relative in the city of that specific cab company. And they've always given me good service. And I've always liked them. And I always had a great re- relationship with the dispatcher. Always. And every one of the cab cabbies that I went rode with, I rode with them so often over the course of years that we built up one of those little punk friendships you have with people that aren't really friends, but they're kind of friends. You know a lot about them. They know a lot about you. You can actually reference their children. They can reference what happened to you in your life. That kind of punk friendship. I call it a punk friendship because it's kind of a friendship, but it's kind of not. And I like to build my own language, and you'll know that if you've been listening to me for a while. And if you continue to, I'll be adding words to your language, whether you like it or not. (laughs) Back to the story. So I recommend this cab company to a relative, and the relative uses the cab company. Now, what my relative was doing, and I told the dispatcher, was they were getting into the cab in their home, going to one location, dropping off a young relative, and then continuing on. Keep in mind, they're coming from their own home, going to an established location, an established business, dropping someone off, and then going to the other place. Now, most times, when the cabbie driver knows, especially when they're told in the beginning that there's going to be more than one stop, they automatically know you just keep the meter running. So this relative, my relative, an older person, Let's the person, lets the younger person out at the location and is going in to just to the front door, not even going inside the business, just waving to make sure that the young person is inside the business and that it's established that they are now there and everyone knows they're there. The cabbie gets out of the car and starts screaming at my relative, yelling and screaming as if my relative is trying to beat the fare, being very, very disrespectful. In a way that I kind of get the feeling from what I was told and from the language used that the simple fact that the melanin count of my relative was similar to my melanin count and the melanin count of my relative was the primary reason for the disrespect. Yeah. So I call the dispatcher up and I say, hi, how you doing? Hi, yes, Anthony. No, 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 this is not a trip. I want you to do me a favor, okay? Um, I'm not going to stop using your uh, the company because this is a Hopefully, this, I'm assuming this is an aberration regarding this guy's behavior. And But I'm going to suggest to you that you'd never send that cabbie to anyone that's attached to the voice that you know well enough to answer to, 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 to address me by name when I call up. Don't ever send that cabbie to my location. Because if I see that cabbie again, I will never use your company again. And also, I'll put it to you this way. After the way he behaved toward my relative... If you were to send that relative to my house, uh, that cabbie to my house, let's just put it to you this way. Someone else will be driving his car for about a month. Do you understand? Oh, we're so sorry about that, Mr. Thomas. And he said, you don't have to apologize. Your apology will be never sending. Now, I know you use a computer system to dis- to remember a lot of things about people. I've done it myself before. What I need you to do is I need you to put inside that computer file that cabbie's ID number and make sure you red flag them only regarding coming to my house. I don't necessarily want this person fired. I don't want to do that. I don't know if this person was having a bad day. I don't know. I don't know what was going on. I don't have really don't I really don't care. But don't ever send that person to anybody that's attached to my name and address. 
Now, a younger me probably would have wanted to whoop that person's ass. But I decided, no, I'm not going to do that. No, I'm not going to get the person fired. Is he a piece of crap? Sure. But I don't want to. I don't know if this guy's got a wife and kids. And why should they suffer just because this guy's a hunk of crap? I wasn't going to do that. I wanted to whoop his ass. It was a part of me that wanted to go fire the bastard, but I just couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. You've, you've been there before. You wanted, you just wanted to get some piece of crap fired because they just... Because you got to think in terms of oh, how many lives is this person affecting, you know? Because if a person's in customer service in some way, they're affecting a lot of people. They could be affecting you as the customer. They're affecting the people that you brought with you. They're affecting the people that come into the business. They're affecting the owner, right? You ever have a waitress or a waiter? We had a waiter that came to the table one time, and this dude was a load of crap. I wanted to just choke his ass, but I'm not a violent person. But I did want to pimp slap him. It was like when you watch those sitcoms and you, somebody would do something bad, and then there'd be that little music... And then it would go to a fantasy sequence and then you'd be sitting there with the bazooka and you'd blow him up and he'd be in little pieces or he'd be burnt up on the ground and then he'd go, sorry, sir, that kind of thing. One of those cartoon type things where the acme anvil will come down and crush his punk ass. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I wanted to have happen to the bastard. But I'm not violent. Just because I want to kick somebody in the face and I don't kick anyone in the face, that means I'm not a violent guy. I may have a fantasy of pimp slapping someone, but I didn't pimp slap the guy. I wanted to pimp slap the guy, but I didn't pimp slap the guy in fact i wanted to go outside and get a pimp and have the pimp pimp slap him because they're hey let's be honest at some point the pimp was going to go to jail for something i mean he's a pimp damn it he's been in jail before he'll probably get to see some of his friends in jail he'll probably get to have a good time in jail he'll probably get to recruit more pimps while he's in jail but that's a different story but this guy was a horrible piece of crap so much so that in the back of my mind, I was like, I want this guy fired, but I couldn't pull the trigger on the firing. I couldn't do it. And every time he came back, even when he was not serving our table, you could see this guy was a big load of human dookie. He was a sack of guano. He was a flaming sack of dog droppings. He was a horrible person, and he kept getting more horrible. He was so horrible, I actually kept going back to the restaurant, watching him be more and more horrible to people knowing that at some point even the owner that would allow this one person to be a huge sack of guano juice I knew at some point even the big punk that wouldn't fire him at some point would not be able to take it anymore and fire him and I couldn't wait until that day I just wanted to keep coming until one day I walked in there and I said where's Johnny Jackass and they would say Johnny Jackass is not here anymore and I would say what happened to Johnny Jackass is he on vacation is he recharging his Johnny Jackass batteries is he working at another job being a load of crap to somebody else and they would say we don't know what he's doing because he was fired I wanted that day to come Oh that would have been great Just to walk into that restaurant And not see his punk ass Walking around Being a huge Steaming pile of animal buttocks chips Just knowing he was gone Oh it would have been great To be able to talk to the owner And go where's Johnny Jackass And he would say Well we fired Johnny Jackass And I would say yes Can I ask you another question Even though you're not supposed to talk about Employees that are being fired Or talk about them in a bad way But I'm not going to talk about it I'm definitely not going to talk about it On my podcast Oops I mean I don't have a podcast <laughs> What happened to him When you fired him Did you take him in the back And whip his 
his ass. As a matter of fact, we did whip his ass. Oh, that's great. Did you record yourself whipping his ass? As a matter of fact, we did record us, um, us whipping his ass. Did he cry like a punk when he whipped his ass? As a matter of fact, he did cry like a punk when, when we whipped his ass. Did you record him crying like a punk when you whipped his ass? As a matter of fact, we do. If you notice, if you look over there at the counter, we always sell mugs, we sell cups, we sell t-shirts, and we also sell this new video called Johnny Jackass getting his ass whipped. And yes, bonus footage. He cries like a punk. Fantastic. You know what? I would like to buy one of those videotapes. Not only are they a very, very popular seller because Johnny Jackass worked at this location for a long period of time, and we have about 5,000 customers that are on a rotating basis. That's the universe of the customers that actually come to this restaurant over the course of a six-month period. And quite frankly, we've actually sold out of the videotapes. The only ones we have left are the ones we use in the back to show employees how not to act and what will happen to them if they, in fact, act like that. We say, hey... Don't be a Johnny Jackass. Don't get your ass whipped in the corner because we will take you in the back, whip your ass, whip your ass until you cried and record you crying after the ass whipping and then you will be the next tape. It'll be Jane Jackass, Billy Jackass. Don't be a jackass. We will have your ass up there like that jackass. And I'm telling you right now, we wouldn't mind selling in a whole series of restaurant jackass tapes. We can have a whole thing going on. We could be like Joe Francis with the girls going wild. We can sell jackasses getting their ass whipped. What a tape. What an empire. I could actually quit the restaurant biz. <laughs> okay, none of that happened, but I would like to have that happen. And as it turns out, I did go back to the business and Johnny Jackass was a fired. And under normal circumstances, like I said in the beginning of this rant, I don't like to see people get fired. I really don't. But sometimes people need to get their asses fired. If you're a horrible person and you're the one that's interacting with the customers, you need to go. You need to go. You need to go. Because you're bad for business. You're bad to the customers. And you're a detriment to humanity, damn it. I hope somewhere Johnny Jackass has become Johnny Wonderful. I hope at some point in his life he realizes he was being a jackass. And he goes, you know what? I'm tired of being Johnny Jackass. I want to be giant joy to be. I'm going to be Johnny Joy to be around. Yeah. I want to work at a place and have someone go, hey, is Johnny Joy to be around here? And then they'll go, no, Johnny Joy to be around is gone. And they're going to go, oh, no. Do you have any videotapes? We do have. A videotape of Johnny Joy to be around, but our videotapes of Johnny Joy to be around is a videotape of us all hugging and high-fiving him as he walks out of the business onto brighter and bigger things. That's what I want to happen to Johnny. I don't want him to be a jackass. I want him to be a joy to be around, damn it. But he was a real jackass. And odds are somewhere right now, because that was a long time ago. We've moved past tapes and we've moved past DVDs. I'm sure somewhere there's a website where there's downloads of Johnny Jackass getting his ass jacked up and it's a popular seller. Why? Because people like to see jackasses getting jacked up and no one deserves to get jacked up more than Johnny Jackass. So I'm saying, listen, some people deserve to be fired. Like I said, I don't like to get people fired. I don't think I've ever gotten anyone fired. I don't know if I ever will. But if you're a jackass and I can go to the location and watch you become more and more of a jackass and then have the joy of watching your jackass get jacked up and jacked out of the building, I'm going to jack up my fist and say, ha ha, that was enjoyable. Jackass. Segment over. Hello, my friends. 
you know what? I actually was going to record this segment in, in my car, but my battery died, and that almost never happens to me because I was in a hurry and I actually grabbed the wrong battery pack. I grabbed the one that should have been that was actually should that was actually charging instead of the one that was fully charged. So I'm going to talk about this crap again, and I really wish I could have recorded this when when it actually happened. And the reason I say that is because I was sitting in the car and I saw a really good looking guy and and uh, and his girlfriend, and I saw a. Uh, and it was really, really weird because the guy saw his girlfriend looking at the guy, and then he gave her the look. You're supposed to be with me, and you're looking over at that dude over there. You know, and she looked all guilty. And then right after that, the same couple, keep in mind, this is the same good-looking couple, another thing happened where a lady, <clears throat> sorry, I'm sorry, where a guy was looking at that good-looking guy's girlfriend, like, and his woman looked at him. I can't believe you, Daddy. Ooh, you looking? You, what are you looking at? Ooh, you. So these two couples are gonna go home and fight. And these good-looking people didn't even do anything but get out of their car and walk toward the target. <laughs> and it's amazing how people can get all intimidated and war weird out and all frightened and scared and all that kind of stuff just because they see somebody good-looking. And that doesn't happen to me anymore. It happened to me when I was in my 20s. It probably happens to you. It doesn't happen to me anymore. I had to sit back and look at it as, as an objective person and realize what exactly was going on and what exactly is the real deal with the whole situation. I mean, if you really think about it, why should I be intimidated by a really good-looking guy? I know I'm just a regular, goofy-looking uh, idiot, but that's okay. I started to notice that women that liked me really, really liked me, and they were very specific. I'm like in a, a specific meal that a woman likes. I'm a specific thing that they like, and when they like that, they don't like anything else. You know, the good-looking guy is like a fisherman with a really, really huge net, and he just sweeps it through the ocean and scoops up everything because his looks. And the same thing with a really good-looking woman. Her looks, <clears throat> excuse me, her looks scoop up everybody. So there's a whole lot of fish in the net that once it's taken out, doesn't fit with you. Everybody wants to get it on with the good-looking woman. Everybody takes a run at the good-looking woman. All the women take a run at the good-looking guy, but eventually you get used to what they look like. Eventually you go, wait a second. I don't like this person. Not that there's anything wrong with the good-looking person, but they attract so many people that obviously the larger the group, the more likely you're going to start pulling in people that don't necessarily like you or want you. They were attracted by how good-looking you are, how awesome you are, how big your breasts are, how big your pecs are. Oh, you're so tall. Oh, you're so hot, young lady. Oh, look at her ass. Oh, look at his abs. Ooh. But then they realized they, they were so busy focusing on that, they didn't pay attention to the other stuff. Well, I got news for you. Ain't nobody running up to me because of my abs. I can tell you that right now. At least not yet. Nobody looking at my face going, I gots to get me some of that. In fact, I hope no one actually says, I gots to get me some of that because this is not 1940, okay? None of that. But I, what I'm saying is, it's not that. I have a specific lure. I'm sitting on the boat, and I throw my lure in there, and I pull out a fish, or I pull out a whatever. And when I pull out the fish, nine times out of ten, it's exactly what I want. And nine times out of ten, when I when that, when I when somebody that's attracted to me winds up becoming a girlfriend, or someone I at least get it on with for a long period of time. Why? Because I don't have the net that's groups up everybody. I have a specific lure, and my specific lure pulls in specific people, and those specific people like me. So when the person likes me, I'm not a great looking guy, but people like me, they really, 
like me. When a woman likes me, she wants me specifically. And it doesn't matter what you look like. You can't take it from me. Not going to happen. Why? Because she wants me specifically. I could actually have a chance of taking women away from the great looking guy because some of the women he scoops up in his net are going to go, I don't really like this guy. I just thought his ass looked nice. Hey, who's this short guy with the dimples over there? I think I'll bang him. And I'm going, hi, I'm the short guy with the dimples that you were talking about banging. Well, let's bang. Fantastic. Let's do some banging. That's right. It has happened. Shut up, bastards. <laughs> but it actually has happened. I've actually had women that went out went after the great looking dude and realized he wasn't what they wanted and they came running over to me. I very rarely, in fact, it's never happened where someone was with me and they go, well, now, now that I've, even though I'm specifically looking for you, I'm, I'm going to now leave for the, mm -mm, sorry, doesn't work that way. Now granted, he still gets to get it on with a lot of the women in that big net. I get it on with virtually every woman that comes that wants to be with me, but it's like, you know, I have a woman, I have a net with like one woman at a time and his net has like 80 women in it. You know, so he gets to get it on with about 60 of the women. And the other 40 women go, no, you ain't getting any of this deliciousness. You know, so, but he still gets it on with the 60 women. Bastard. Yeah, he gets rejected 40 times, but at least he doesn't get rejected 60 times. Granted, nine times out of 10, I don't get rejected, but it's just nine. You know, and, it's, and in the same ratio with him, it would be like nine million. It's better to be good looking, isn't it? <clears throat> anyway, uh... <clears throat> But what I'm saying is I'm not intimidated by you good-looking people. Shut your mouths, punks. You don't intimidate me. That's right, sucker. You're sitting there with you doing your push-ups and your sit-ups and eating right and exercising and actually caring about your health, you punks. A real man like me only cares about his health maybe five or six days before he goes to the doctor's office like it's supposed to be, punk. You eating your bean sprouts and your salads. I know what you're thinking, healthy punk. Well, when you were in your 20s, you were in fantastic shape. When you were in your 20s, you looked as good as me. Yeah, well, that was then and this is now, and I don't have a time machine, so shut it up, punk. That's right, I'm going to have a cupcake. You sit over there doing your crunches and drinking your tofu juice, punk. I don't care. Well, I'm going to live longer than you. I'm already older than you, you loser. So, of course, you're going to live longer than me. But I got news for you. If you don't stop bothering me, I guarantee you don't live longer than me because I'm going to wait till you're not looking and I'm going to take this tire iron. <laughs> that got weird, didn't it? Got weird? Okay, forget I said all that. Anyway, but what I'm saying is, damn it, is that there's no reason for me to be intimidated by some punk, by some Mr. Mr. Good-looking. I like to look at the... Because the thing about it is, I usually wind up in long-term relationships. I actually have a... When I see... I have friends that are, like, really, really super good-looking. And it's, it's the dumbest thing in the world because the girls that I wind up going out with will look at them and go, he's really handsome. And I'll go, yeah, he is. And then they'll go about then they go about their business. But the girls that go out with the handsome guys will go, Oh, that guy over there, he's so sweet, he's so charming. Meaning me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I, and I, I know I overhear that, uh, them talking about how sweet and charming I am and pissing off the good-looking guy because I am sweet and charming. You know, And the only reason I know that they say I'm sweet and charming is because when she went to the bathroom, I put a recording device in her purse because I knew that they were going to say how sweet and charming I am. <laughs> why, did I, why did I admit to that? That's kind of weird, isn't it? I mean, I did not put any recording devices in the purse because that that's weird. <laughs> and my editing equipment is broken, so I can't take that out. Anyway, so what I'm saying is, to you good-looking dudes with your six-packs and your push-ups and your 
your, your protein powders on top of your cereal. First of all, shut up, punks. And second of all, sometimes a woman doesn't want to sit there and put her hands on some six-pack abs, punk. That's right. Sometimes a woman wants a guy like me. Yeah, that's right. Sometimes a woman likes to lick whipped cream and putting off a soft belly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I said it. See, you have to be constantly working out to get into the shape you're in. I don't have to do crap. While you're at the gym, <laughs> I'm taking her out to eat. Because, well, I also want to eat. Yeah, that's right, punk. And you come back all sweaty. And when you come back, yeah, you're looking good and all of that kind of crap. I get it. So what, punk? But while you're at the gym and you come back and you got to take a shower, I'm already finished getting it on with my woman. And I'm going in for round two. <laughs> and she's only going to get round two because I'm not as young as I used to be. You may be taking your girl for round sixes and seven. But that's, I really don't need to think about that because that'll be just another reason to want to punch you in the throat. <laughs> Fuck you. Okay, back to me, damn it. But what I'm saying right now, people, is I don't get intimidated by these punks with their I'm in shape and I care about the longevity of my life. I don't want to hear that crap. What's going to happen? I'm not going to make it to 90 years old. I'll be honest with you. There's probably a better chance that I'm going to make it to 90 years old than you're going to make it to 90 years old. You tofu juice drinking, sit up loving. Yeah, so you know why? Because people don't want to don't want to choke me to death. People don't want to run me over with cars. People aren't going to go, hey, wait a second. My wife is probably going out with that average height guy with a little bit of a belly. They're not going to believe I did anything like that. Because even if I was the kind of guy that would jump on top of somebody else's wife, which I would never do, I could always just go, you know what? Well, really? Do you really think your wife's going to want to get it on with an average looking guy like me? Personally, I would personally say, all I'm saying is, I'm not saying the good looking guy over there is the one that was getting it on with your wife. I'm not going to say that because it would be wrong for me to definitely direct you to that guy. But what I'm saying is, your woman would never want to jump on top of a guy like me. You know you're right. I'm going to get him. Fantastic. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give your, ride, your wife a ride home. <laughs> and then I'm going to give her a ride when I get her home. <laughs> oh, I should have probably said it after you walked away, right? <laughs> okay, no, I would not do that. That's a whole different thing. But what I'm saying, folks, is listen. Don't be intimidated by the good-looking people. You don't have to be intimidated by them. Why should you be intimidated by them? Don't you realize how much better at the loving I am than some good-looking punk? I'm better. Yeah, that's right. You know why I'm better? Because I gotta be better. I can't dazzle you with my looks. I gotta dazzle women with my skill, damn it. Yeah, that's right. Being a good-looking guy is like being a seven-foot-tall guy when people are looking for basketball players. You're going to get picked first. You're going to go, I don't even know how to play basketball. And they're going to go, it doesn't matter if you know how to play basketball. You're seven feet tall. I don't care if you know how to play basketball. Just stand under the rim. I'm going to throw you the ball and you dunk it. You don't even have to be good at foul shots. You're seven feet tall. You're all, it's not like you're going to miss. So you're going to get the two points and every once in a while you'll hit a free throw. It doesn't matter. But someone like me is like a regular basketball player. Someone who has to acquire all the skills because he's not tall. I'm going to be like, you know, like Allen Iverson or something like that. Where I got, it doesn't matter if you're already seven feet tall. I'm better skilled than you are. You 
can't stop me. I can do things you can't. I have to work harder. I have to be better, damn it. Yeah, that's right. I said it. And I'm more valuable to the team because I can play longer. I can play until I'm 40. Your knees will be shot at 29. <laughs> that's right, punk. And it's just like that. Yeah, that's right. So good-looking people, enjoy your looks, punks. Because by the time you become a middle-aged person, you're going to fall off the cliff like a rock. <laughs> Me, I'm already at the bottom, damn it. Okay, I'm not at the bottom. I'm two feet from the bottom. So if I step to the bottom, nobody notices a difference. People that saw you when you were younger, and then they see you when you get a little older, they go, you know, you haven't changed a bit. And I go, of course I haven't changed a bit, because I look like shit back then. That's what you wanted to say. And they'll go, yeah, you kind of look like shit back then, but you look slightly more like shit. And quite frankly, the amount of shitness that you look now is not much different than the shitness you looked then, so quite frankly, you look great. Now go fantastic. But you good looking people, <laughs> you were hot. You were perfect. And now you got wrinkles on your face and you look like crap. You fell off the mountain and people are used to seeing you at the, at the summit, at the top, looking up, pointing up, being up. And now you're down at the bottom with everybody else looking like crap. And I love it. Now that you're a huge mess, guess who's on top of... Well, it's not a mountain down here. I'm actually kind of just standing on a wooden box. But it doesn't matter because I'm higher than you. Because I was already a tub of shit back then. And now I'm still a tub of shit. But you were great and now you're a tub of shit. So people just look at what you used to be and go, ooh. And they look at what I used to be and go, Still ooh, but not. I'm used to your ooh now. So have some delicious sex, person who's only who's already a hunk of shit and is only slightly more a hunk of shit because you got older. And you over there who was a diamond now you're nothing. Yeah, it all evens out, people. It all evens out. Hail to the average looking. Hail to the ugly. And to the people that are good-looking, well, just dudes, the hell with you. And to the women that are good-looking, none of this applies to you. I, I still want to know whether or not you're free for dinner. Uh, because I'm a little bit of a hypocrite. Because, I, like I said, I don't care if the dudes get mad at me because I don't want to have sex with them. But you, I do want to have sex with. So, none of this applies to you. <laughs> I don't care if you think I'm a hypocrite. Shut up, you bastards. Segment over. Okay, my friends, cats and kitties, let me talk to you about this. And this is something that I always see when I go on to Twitter. I turn on Twitter and I see the trending topics. And let's be honest, sometimes, you, you I'm not even going to say sometimes, you can tell which trending topics are real and which trending topics are horse crap, which trending topics are organic, and which trending topics are being forced down your throat. You can tell the difference. If a famous person is getting married, or if there's a big movie coming out by a famous person, or some kind of big news event, you can tell. Like, if there's a tsunami someplace, guess what? The word tsunami is going to trend organically. You know, if something happened where a famous person marries another famous person's person, their names are going to show up organically because they're famous people and people are talking about them. And those are the kind of trending topics that I like. The ones I don't like... Well, the ones that are forced down your throat by some stupid movie company or some some idiots, uh, some idiot polit politicians trying to use Twitter and social media to slam their opponent, especially if it's something dumb where the person didn't even really do anything, but they're just trying to start a controversy. And those annoy me, and they, I hate when I see them. And we're at the point now where Twitter's been around more than long enough 
you can literally look at the trending topic and know whether it's horse crap or not. You know that. But the funny thing about it is people seem to have forgotten that the internet is not new. In the land of the electronics and the computers, no, there's no such thing as new anymore. Everything becomes self-aware. When American Idol first came on, all the people that came on that couldn't sing and were acting wacky were actually people that couldn't sing, who thought they could sing, and they were people that were wacky, who were acting wacky for real, and it was fun, and it was great, and it was exciting. But then after a few seasons, all of a sudden, people went on there and started acting wacky specifically because they wanted attention, and it wasn't fun, and it wasn't charming. It's charming when a little kid runs across the room and does something wacky, that's fun and charming. But when your teenager walks across the room and does something dumb, you're going, get the hell out of here, give me the car keys, you dumb bastard, you did shouldn't have done that, because they're not cute anymore. And the internet, in this particular aspect, isn't cute anymore, you know? And it's not the internet's fault, but I'm telling you, the internet basically, they say the internet is the wild, wild west. No, no, no. In the wild, wild west, at least there was some land between you and somebody else. At least when you knew, when you could see the horses coming, you had enough time to go get your guns. You know, you could, you could prepare for it. When there was a winter time, you knew you had to stop. You had some time before things started to go wild. You knew what was coming long before it was coming. The internet is not the wild, wild west. The internet is a wild, wild animal. Why? Because a wild, wild animal is explosive. And it'll come get the ripping and tearing out of nowhere. You won't know where it's coming from. You're just walking through the glass and, and then the lion jumps out and eats your ass. That's what it is. That's what the internet is. The funny thing about the internet is you see people using it to try to attack somebody else, try to get into somebody else's personal information, try to find out dirty secrets about somebody, not realizing it's a sword that is double-edged. Yes, it got a handle on it right now, but if you keep swinging it, eventually the handle's going to come off and you're going to pick it up and it's going to cut your hand too. You see it all the time. You see guys that are making up fake uh, controversies doing political campaigns dressing up in wacky outfits trying to set people up and what happens people then start looking at them and you find out that they're a hunk of crap people try to try to dig into a politician's personal life ah, i'm gonna show a part i'm gonna show him doing this and doing that and he was with this woman he did that and he put his thing in her thing and they got it on ah, ah. and then somebody goes okay well what did you do huh nothing really we're gonna investigate you and then we find out that this guy's married a goat when he was Three months ago, he's got 16 mistresses and 27 children in six different states. He went to the planet Mars and banged some Martians, and now he's got Martian babies. And we have to wait six years for the Martian child support papers to get here because of the distance between the Earth and Mars. That sick bastard. That's right. The Internet is a wild animal. It's a wild animal. It's like having a wild animal in your house is what it is. That's what the Internet is. It's a wild animal. You know? And just like a wild animal, you may own it. But it doesn't mean it's not going to bite you. Right? People get bit by dogs and cats. And dogs and cats want to be in your house for the most part because you got the food. But sometimes you get bit by the cat. Sometimes you might get bit by the dog. You might have to hit him on the nose with the newspaper. But you got bit anyway, right? Your cat will lick your face as a sign of endearment. Your dog will lick your face as a sign of endearment. 
and they'll lick your face, and that's all they're going to do. The cat will lick your face and go, yeah, there's your lick for the day. I'm now going to ignore you for three months and then throw some food in the corner, and I'll talk to you occasionally. And the dog will say, I'm going to lick your face, and I'm going to sit by your foot because I'm loyal because dogs are loyal and cats don't give a crap about you. Yeah, I said it. But the internet is not like a, a dog or a cat. The internet is like having a lion in your house. And like the lion is a little different. See, the dog will lick your face, and a cat will lick your face, and they just lick in your face. At some point, even if you had the lion from a cub, the lion will lick your face, because when it's a cub, it's just like a regular cat, just like a thick, regular cat. But then it becomes bigger and bigger and bigger, and now all of a sudden, that lick on the face is not just a lick on the face. No, 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 no. All of a sudden, there's going to come a point when you have that line and you think you're controlling that line, just like you think you're controlling that internet, you think you control that line and that lick on the face, at some point, it's going to go from a term of endearment to the lion going, that human tastes pretty good. I'm getting tired of that stupid meat he throws in the corner. He or she starts to taste pretty good. And I'm not saying the way that we say that another human being tastes pretty good because they taste good to us too, but when we, it, it's a whole different story when we say that another human being tastes good. <laughs> I mean, we want to, <laughs> that's moving on. Like I said, that licked to the face from that lion in your house. It licked to that face from that bear in your house. It licked to the face. Oh no, that's like I said, at some point, it's not just a a way of showing love it's not just a, a, an endearing move no 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 at some point that bear or that lion that you think you got control over is going to start saying this human being kind of tastes pretty good i'm getting tired of the stuff that they feed me i'm starting to wonder what it'd be like if i just bit them a little bit right then the lion makes a mistake and nicks you gets a little bit of your blood in his mouth and he's like well, ooh. that bear nicks you ooh. That tastes pretty good, too. Mm-hmm-hmm-hmm. What if I could bite him on the leg, if you'll notice? And that's what he starts thinking. Might have to bite him. I mean, I know he's feeding me. He's feeding me a lot of stuff. But I know I, I, I might have to bite him, too. I, I, I might have to. And the lion's looking. Yeah, I know. I mean, I know he gives me meat and all of that kind of stuff. But this meat's already been dead, and I like to kill my meat. That's what I like to do. What about you, Big Barry? What do you think? Yeah, I think so, um, this whole family looks like it tastes pretty good. I mean, we're a bear and a lion. What the hell are they doing? You know, having us in the house. It's okay to come and visit us at the zoo, but these jackasses actually purchased us and brought us into the house. I mean, did they not know what the hell's going on? Are they going to find out soon enough? We let go to sleep. Did you get the A1 sauce? Yeah, put it, yeah, put it on, put it on, put it on the dude. Yeah, that's right. Because he asked me if he should go to the gym to work out. And I said, no, nah, you need to work out. Just keep eating. Get nice and heavy. Yeah. Right? Because that's what the internet is. It's having a wild animal in your house. That's what it is. It's going to bite you at some point. And if you're the kind of person that thinks you're going to take that wild animal, call the internet out, put a leash around its neck, walk over to somebody else's house, walk over to somebody else's life and just unleash it on them, and they're going to bite that person up and chew them and bite them and chew them up and drink the blood and bite the skin and eat them up. You think they're going to eat all that and get that taste for blood and get that taste for the kill and get that taste for the chase and get that taste, and then they're going to go back to your house and be happy with that pile of meat you put in the corner, the flesh that's already dead, when they know and they remember they go back to what they were and know what it's like to chase and eat and kill. It's like the internet, man. 
You use the internet. Well, I'm gonna take this internet and I'm gonna get all this information and I'm gonna attack that person and say nasty stuff and get some personal information. I'm gonna do this and do that and get them and I'm gonna do this. And do mm-hmm. And that internet gets that taste for the kill, that taste for the blood, that case, that taste for the chase. And you think you're gonna put the leash back on it, bring it back? It's not gonna want to do something to you, really. Mm-mm. Like I said, that lick on your face, that that bear or that lion that you have in your house, that you took outside, that you tried to sick on other people, that you had eaten, kill other people and destroy other people, it now has that taste and now it licks your face and it's not just endearment now. Now, all of a sudden, that lick on the side of your face, that lick on your hand, that sniff, all of a sudden, you are a meatball at Costco. That lick is the meatball at Costco. You get a little taste of something you want to eat up later on how many times have you seen it you seen that poor that poor guy that went out there was out there living with the bears he was having a great time with the bears him and his girlfriend were having a great time with the bears feeding the bears being nice to the bears you just not like i mean if they were with the bears you know they weren't punching the bears in the face the simple fact that they're bears mean they were nice to the bears they probably fed the bears probably rolled around and played with the bears right and they wound up getting eaten by the bears why would the bears do that when they were nice to them? Because they're bears. And at some point, that lick to the face is not just endearment. It's a taste test. I want to eat these humans. And the internet is the same thing. You think it's not going to bite you? How many times have you seen it? You've seen people get eaten by dogs. If the person is dead in the house long enough and there's new food for the dog. That dog's like, this person was nice to me, but I'm hungry. Going to eat this bastard. Cats will do the same thing. They're animals at some point. Go ahead and die in your house with the cats and nobody finds you soon enough. They'll find you without your face and your fingertips. That's right, I said it. Shoot, you put you in the damn fish tank long enough. The goldfish will be like, I'm getting tired of them damn flakes. Let's get some of this. Yeah, I said it. It's the internet. Same thing. It's a wild animal, you bastard. You try to use it for something else? Try to use it to attack other people? Try to get in their lives? Try to dox them? And what happens? Bam, that animal will come back and bite you. Me, on the other hand, I visit the animal. I don't use it to attack. I occasionally, you know, throw a little crumb to it from the outside. I don't try to use it to attack people. I don't let it lick my face because I don't want it to ever be a taste test. I know it may nick me at some point. It may even bite me at some point. But it ain't going to kill me because I ain't going to let it out of the cage. That's right. I'm never going to put it on a leash and try to get it to attack somebody else. Mm-mm. No. Never going to happen. Social media is a wild animal. You can't tame it. You can't control it. You can try to control it, but you're just wasting time. It's like trying to take a rope and put it around an elephant's neck and saying, Listen, elephant. I'm telling you where to go. You know what's going to happen? Your little ass is going to be flung like a boogie from the nose of a five-year-old who thinks it's funny to flick boogers because five-year-olds like to flick boogers, but that's a different story. And it amuses me when I watch politicians try to, you know, political parties and campaigns and dark money groups take these take all this money and they push it into the internet and they try to sit there and they try to oh, I'm going to destroy this candidate to make him look bad <laughs> and then all of a sudden the same mechanisms you used come back to you and they find you in a hotel room with a hooker and you're going oh crap I probably shouldn't have drawn attention to myself but it's too late because at that point the animal didn't was not satisfied with licking your face anymore. And it sunk his teeth in and chewed your punk ass up because that's what it does when you try to control it. 
So when you got when you think about social media, realize it's an animal. It's in the zoo. You can go and visit. You can throw some food to it. You can wave at it. You can take a selfie by the cage. But don't get too close. Because if it licks your face, it's not just saying hello. It's tasting your punk ass for the future because it's going to want to eat you up. That's right. I said it. Segment over. It's really weird. It's really weird. It's really weird. It's really weird, my friends, that you can look at the relationships you have with certain people and some people kind of drain you down and some people kind of build you up. You notice that. I know you notice that because you look forward to going to hang out with your friends, man. When your friends call up, hey, man, let's go do this, go do that. Or when your lady's friends call up, hey, yeah, this, that, that. They all get all jacked up. They're all running around the house, all bouncing around, having a good time because they're anticipating hanging out with their friends because their friends are like a cupcake. Tastes good, but it's only a cupcake. It's only a couple of cookies. You don't want a steady diet of that. They know that because after a while, she thinks she's cute. And after a while, it's like, man, he acts like an ass sometimes. But for a few hours, they're the greatest thing in the world. They don't have to put any work. They just have to come out. And your friends pay for their own stuff. You don't even have to buy them anything. They show up. You kind of coexist at the good thing that you're all going out to do. If you really think about it, your friend isn't even really doing anything. They're next to you while someone else is entertaining you. They're at the movie with you. You're having a good time because of Denzel Washington beating up somebody. Your friend isn't on the screen entertaining you. You're having a good time at the concert because Prince is singing. Your friend is not singing. You're having a great time at the, at, at, the, at the beach throwing around the Frisbee. It's not your friend that's fun. It's the 80-degree temperature, the people in bikinis. That's what's having a good time. Your friend coexists with the good times. That's why you have a good time with the friends. If you think about it, they're not really doing anything but remarking on the good time that's already happened and it would have happened whether they were there or not. But your spouse is with you all the time. So they coexist during the good times. But if you really think about it, you're closer to them because let's keep it, let's keep it real. <laughs> they can generate a one-on-one -on -one good times. <laughs> good times. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hee-hee. <laughs> But they're also around during the bad times. Your friends aren't around during the bad times. When something bad happens or you're feeling really bad, what does your friend do? Oh, man, that's awful, man. I hope that works out for you. And then they go away. And the next time they see you, you're good. Your spouse can't do that. Your spouse can go, oh, you're having a hard time? Yeah, that is awful. Well, I got to go. They can't do that. They got to live there. They're with you. They're in the bed with you. They're in the house with you. They can't go anywhere. They got to sit there and suffer through you being miserable. And if it's something that's family related, they're miserable with you. They can't escape from it. They're attached to you at the hip if you're in a really serious relationship. Right? Your friends, your friends are kind of like a driver's license. Like you, you sign on for it, you get it. And then you don't really have to do anything with it. Except for every three or four years, you got to kind of look at your friends. Well, I still want to be friends with these bastards. Yeah, I like them. I'll re-up. And you continue on with the friendship. You don't really pay attention to your license. That thing comes in the mail. You pop down the 30 bucks. You drive up there. Have a picture. And then they, then they give you the license. And then you forget about it for a while. Because that's what your friends are. That's what your relationship with your friends are like. They're just kind of there. You know? But the relationship with your spouse is like a pop quiz that just comes up out of nowhere, man. 
You know, and you know how much everybody, nobody ever is ever going to pop quiz. Fantastic. No, a pop quiz comes out of nowhere. You come home. She's mad. You don't know why. You come home. He's being distant. You don't know why. You did something, but you don't know if you did something. It could be somebody else that did something. But either way, you got to figure out a way to solve this puzzle. You got to figure out a way to at least get an 85 on this test that you didn't even realize you were going to be taking. And you got to solve this problem because if you don't solve the problem, this person's going to be a miserable piece of crap. And you got to live with him and look at him pop quiz see the thing about it is I used to always talk to people about how different friends and relatives are not spouses because you pick a spouse you know friends you know you don't you, you pick your friends you know and like I said they're not around you all the time but your your relatives man oh man you know that's like that's like the draft man it's like it's, you know and no, it's not even like the draft, because in the draft, you can pick whoever you want. You just get the option of picking. It's it's more like a, a sentence from a judge. You have no control over that. You can behave one way or the other, but the judge can still go, hey, I'm sentencing you to 25 years. 25 years? I spit on the sidewalk. Oh, talking back? 80 million years. They, you know, they have some kind of discretion there, but you have no control over it. And it's very similar to your family. You have no control over it. You know? You ever have a, you have a relative that's a, that does all sorts of dumb crap, and everybody kind of looks at you like you have something to do with it. He's like, yeah, we came from the same ge- same genetic pool, but it doesn't necessarily mean I condone this person's behavior or I join in on this person's behavior because I don't. You know what I'm saying? But they look at you like you did something. Well, that's your cousin, man, and your cousin's crazy, your uncle's crazy, your nephew's crazy. You just, just, just. even your children. After your children get to a certain age, if they choose to be a holes, it doesn't have anything to do with you. Look, you were raised in a household. You had both parents. We did everything for you. We got you the best schooling. We treated you with respect. We never slapped you around. We encouraged you. We gave you all the tools, and you chose to be a hunk of crap. You can't blame the parents for that. Now, if the parents are pieces of crap and the kid turns into a piece of crap, you can blame the parents right even the greatest artists of all time people whose level of skill is off the charts can put together something that absolutely sucks you're going that is the most incredible painting i've ever seen in my life and that is the most painting incredible sculpture all oh, that music was genius what's that off in the corner oh you don't look at that i mean what is is that something new that you're working on no no you need to look at that oh come on let me take a look at it no 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 no, no. come on man come on. oh jeez good lord what is this bullshit um Something I was working on didn't kind of didn't work out. You damn right it didn't work out. In fact, the cover you had on it, you need to put that cover back on it. Douse the cover in lighter fluid and burn this bullshit because this suck. I would not even want people to know that as much as the genius as you are, you should not even have evidence around that you're even capable of sucking at that level. You need to burn that brother. <laughs> But you can't pick and choose your relatives. You wish you could pick and choose your relatives. Like I said, the judge picks and chooses when, how long you're going to be in jail. There's some discretion there. and But, you, but you're but going because that person says you're going. And with your relatives, you're going to be in that family and you have no choice in the matter. Your punk ass is going to be in that family and you are stuck with these D-bags. You have no choice in the matter. You're stuck with these suckers. 
And I keep telling people before, I said, you know, if you really think about it, to me, the only reason your family is your family is just because you're around them all the time. I have adopted people, children in, in my family, uh, you know, uh, cousins and this, that, and that, and the other thing. And there, there's no difference between the way, the amount that I love them and the people that I have a biological tie to. There's no difference in the way I feel about them. There's people I have a close biological tie to that, quite frankly, can, I don't know, how can I put this politely, fuck them. And there's people that I don't have a biological tie to that, 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 that are part of the family. I'm like, yeah. And it's the same way with everybody else. It's about who's around you and how they treat you. Your family isn't the per isn't the group of people that exist because a pair of a male and female pair of genitals got it on a long time ago and you were the offspring of the offspring of the offspring that doesn't make your family that makes you genetically linked but it doesn't make you a family if you get a bunch of people that have no genetic tie all together mother and father have no genetic ties they're just two people and but but oh unfortunately they can't have children but they want to raise children but they can't make children biologically they can't do it it's not possible unfortunately both of these people individually can't have children it's not like one can have it and no they can't well they still are great people and they still want to be parents and they still want to raise a family so they adopt some kids those kids turn out to be awesome kids and those kids are in that household from the age of two or five or whatever age they are till they're adults and they love these parents because these parents rule these parents love these children because they went and found them and they loved them and they nurtured them and they rule these children rule these parents rule they're a family there is no biological link at all with these people but they're a family you have people like I said that have biological links you can sit there they can look they can be a father that looks just like the son and a daughter that looks just like the mother and, and they they can turn out to just hate each other's guts and be a bunch of tubs of crap but they're genetically linked so they must be family no they're genetically linked but it doesn't necessarily make them a family you may have a family that's a hunk of crap you go away to college or you get a job after high school or whatever you do and you meet a group of people and those group of people are there for you love you care for you get there for you take ass whippings for you loan you money when you need money or there for you good advice this that all of that and guess what they're not friends they're called friends by society but if you really think about it these people are your What's the word I'm looking for? Rhymes with mammaly. That's right, damn it. They're your family. But you can't pick and choose them. And I wish you could. I don't have anybody I'd necessarily get rid of from the family, but I know there are people that have people. Well, there's a couple of people I would. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to be honest with you. Not only, I, they, they, I wouldn't be able to trade them to another team. They would have to be cut and kicked out of the family NFL. They would have to get kicked out. There's no, I could not get anything in return for them. I would like to trade this jackass who keeps messing up and always causes trouble at every turn. And I'd like to trade him for someone from your family. Yeah, um, my family's um, not that messed up, so um, no. Okay, how about this? You don't want that table and chairs. It's got some nicks on it, and I will trade this dude for my family for that table and chair. Um, the table and chair have nicks on them, but um, I'm just gonna sand them down and regloss it. So, okay. Um, the used sandpaper that you use on the chair when you before you throw it away, you give me that sandpaper, and I'll give you. you really? No, not even for the. Really? He's he's that bad. Yeah, I I don't blame you. I tried. I just wanted to get him out. You can't do it. <laughs> And I know there's some people from your family you'd like to get the hell rid of, you know? Come on. Come on. I know if you could do that and there were no repercussions, nothing could happen to you at all. Nobody would feel bad. Nobody would get upset about it. It would just be a matter of fact. It would be the law, your law, and nobody could say anything to you or do anything to you. You know daggone well. You would sit there. You'd have the judge's robe on. You'd have the gavel. You'd line up all the people and you'd be like, listen, okay, listen. You, 
I have 16 nephews. And uh, it's getting a little expensive buying gifts for all of you. You guys actually go to work. You guys are good people. You three over there, y'all kind of suck. Boom, hits the gavel down. You're out of the family. Go somewhere. Okay. Okay, I got the nine uncles. Don't need all of them. Only need six. Three of you three right there. Get out. Okay, mom and dad like you both. But uh, quite frankly, you're both together. You're annoying. Uh, here's a coin. Flip it. All right. Let me know which one of you wins me paying attention to you. Okay. How about that? Grandparents, you're old. You can stay. But I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be having to visit both of you in, you know, in the old folks home. And you're both kind of ornery. And instead of staying in the same old folks home and just putting up with each other for whatever time you have left. And unfortunately for this family, you probably still have a whole lot of time left because you're already old bastards. But you're probably going to make it to about a thousand, which means I'm going to be old when I when you finally pass away which i don't want to happen but i know it's not going to happen anytime soon i don't want to have to go and go to one old folks home and spend all day over there listening to your dumbass stories that were not even interesting when you were young and no stories made sense and then go to another one so basically either you two move into the same old folks home or one of you is going to get dropped so you're moving thought so you can't do that it would be fun if you could <laughs> But back to the friends and the and the wives. Like I said, the friends are, you know, it's like a driver's license. It's just there. Every once in a while, you kind of take a quick look at it. You, you do what you got to do, and then you put it in your, and put it in your wallet, and you just keep on driving, and you ignore it, and it's just there. And the wife or the spouse is the pop quiz. You got to try to figure out what the problem is with them, and there's always some random problem coming up, and you got to deal with it, and it's just a pain in the ass. Your friendships are like driver's licenses, and... Your spouse is like a freaking pop quiz, man. It's a pain in the ass. You see the people that are happy. You get, the people that are happy pass the pop quizzes. The people that get divorced fail the pop quizzes. If you pass the pop quiz, you know the right thing to say to make him feel better or to make her feel better. Or you real or you or, or during the course of one of those little soft arguments where you're not really arguing, but you're kind of arguing, you figure out what you did wrong. Wait a second, she's upset. I was oh man, she saw me looking at that waitress's breast. I can't admit that I was gonna look. I was looking at the waitress's breast because that's just gonna make her angrier, you know. So I gotta, oh, Jesus, how am I gonna get out of this? I gotta figure out a way to get out of this bullshit. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. oh, I think I got it. Yeah, I don't even know why you're upset with me, man. You know, we go to the, we go to this nice restaurant. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you know that that you know what I'm saying I'm sitting there and that goofy looking ass waitress comes to the table, bring me that food. Goofy looking waitress, yeah, that chick was ridiculous, man. I mean, goofy looking, you know, all looking all goofy and stupid and everything. It's like, why, why do you gotta have somebody at the restaurant acting so goofy and stupid? You know, I feel sorry for whatever dude she's married to. Oh, so you thought she looked goofy? Yeah. What you thought she was pretty? Oh no, I didn't think she was pretty. And then she lights up because she thinks that you weren't didn't think that that waitress was attractive, not realizing that at some point in the near future when she when you were jumping on top of her, you're actually gonna be picturing that waitress going, I don't really think you're goofy. In fact you're in my mind right now, girl. Ha <laughs> ha but she doesn't need to know that. And there's gonna be times when she has to figure out what the hell is wrong with him. She's she tricked him into going to some stupid wedding or she tricked him into going to some stupid 
friggin' antique crap and she knows he wants to watch football and she's got to go, oh my God, is that what it is? Oh my God, she sees a commercial on TV and realizes that the playoff game is at the same time as a stupid antiquing that she could have done at any point in time and she doesn't and she doesn't want to just come out and say, you know what, you can watch your football game but you don't want to go, you don't want to go antiquing and I know it. She's not going to just come out and say that because then she'll be setting a precedent because at some point in the future she's going to say, forget the stupid football or your punk ass is going with me but she want to let you off the hook this time. You know what? Um, I was thinking about it. You know, you know Mary's going to come uh, to the to the antiquing thing because I think I think she has a really good eye for those things. So you don't even have to go because I know how much you don't want to be out there all that time with his ladies. Really, I don't have to go. <laughs> and he's off the hook, and now he's happy, and she knows that she let him off the hook and she now knows everything's going to be cool she's he's not going to think she's, she's, that she's inconsiderate he's not going to be a big pain in the ass he's not going to be passive aggressive which makes her upset about something later on and then she's passive aggressive back at him and the next thing you know they're firing AK-47s at each other over the baby crib yeah I said it so that's what happens you pass the pop quiz you decipher what's wrong with the other person and you let them off the hook and all of a sudden you have wedded bliss or at least living with bliss or dating for a long period bliss but if he can't pass the pop quizzes all of a sudden he's sitting there I can't believe she knew the damn playoff game she knows how I played football in college she knows how much I love football and now all of a sudden she's gonna go to some damn antiquing crap and she knows damn well what she's doing she's just being a pain ass she's just being a bitch and, you, 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 and then it keeps on going I can't believe this bastard gonna look at that woman's breast like I'm like I don't have big breasts and he's not even knowing what's going on and then that turns into divorce city and it gets ugly and that's what happens when you fail the pop quizzes damn it so what I'm saying is like I said your friends are the driver's license you check in on them every three or four years and decide whether or not you want this punk in your life and just like your driver's license you're never going to get rid of it you're just going to let that you're just going to put your thirty dollars down and renew that crap until you get too old to drive or you croak you know and if you get to the point where you're good at deciphering the pop quizzes of your spouse you just sail through life man you know all the pop quizzes and your punk ass enjoys your life with your spouse suckers so all I'm saying is, man, check out what's going on with your spouse, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, so you can pass those pop quizzes. And make sure you surround yourself with some good friends, because having to get rid of them is really, really uncomfortable. And is there any way that we as a group can find a way to get some laws passed that'll let us allow us as individuals to kick people out of the family. I really, really need that to happen because I just remember there's at least two people I need to get rid of. <clears throat> oh, crap, my family my, my family's actually started listening to the podcast now. I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> well, relative as individual relatives who are listening to this on your individual phones or in your cars, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about somebody else, but definitely not you, person who's listening to this, and I don't know which relative this is, but I'm sure you're all listening. <laughs> I don't mean you. I meant you know the other, the other, you know that other person. But definitely not you. <laughs> yeah, segment over. Okay, folks, let's just say it. That blizzard sucked. Okay. <laughs> it's really weird when they when they they give you the warning about this gigantic blizzard that's coming. The blizzard is coming. You you you, you understand? Damn it! It's a blizzard coming. It's not just going to drop snow. It's actually going to come into your house and slap you around in front of your family. Yeah, that's right. This blizzard is coming, damn it. It's going to come there and flatten your tires and 
flip your car over. You don't want to deal with this blizzard. This blizzard actually, when I, I'm the meteorologist for this town and I've been the meteorologist for 15 years and the blizzard actually called me at home and said, I'm going to kick your ass for telling them I'm coming. And I said, I'm sorry, blizzard. It's my job to tell them that you're coming. And the blizzard said, I don't want to hear that crap. I don't care what you did before, but I'm a special blizzard. I'm a blizzard of the century. I'm the kind of blizzard that makes other blizzards go back into their house and hide in a refrigerator. I'm going to kick your ass, meteorologist. And that's the kind of blizzard I am. And that's the kind of blizzard that's coming, folks. You don't want to be outside during this blizzard. You better go to a store and buy whole bunches of crap that you're going to need to, to, to fortify yourself. You're going to need to buy all the potatoes and the bread and the jelly, all that kind of crap that you're going to buy for a disaster that really won't help you in the disaster, but it will definitely help the businesses because the businesses are sitting back there going, how is peanut butter and jelly going to help these jackasses when the roof caves in? But they don't care about that. They want you to buy the stuff anyway, you dumb bastards. Because whenever you see the blizzard, all you ever see is, you see the weather people, the meteorologists, they are just happy just too damn happy why are you happy when i'm stuck in a house with my family and the kids are home that's what people are thinking you're having a good time because this is the four times a year where you get a lot of extra air time i'm not happy you know because what happens is when they have the big storm not only do the star meteorologists the chief meteorologists come on there but also the people that come in on weekends they're in all of a sudden they're sitting there sticking their stupid rulers into the snow it's about nine inches here bill <laughs> yeah but you're measuring the snow drift could you actually measure where people are walking no bill i cannot do that because it won't be as dramatic and i really need to milk this time because i need to be on the air damn it because quite frankly this is media market number 11 and i'm trying to get into a top media market because the median salary is about thirty-four thousand dollars more so why don't you just shut your mouth and let me do what I do. <laughs> right? Or if you come from a, or if you see a meteorologist come from some place where they all, like, say someone, if you're a meteorologist and you really just love the science of it, you, you need to move your behind to the Northeast or the Midwest. Preferably the Northeast, because the Northeast gets really bad weather of all types, but not the super bad weather. In the Northeast of the country, you will get. You know, you'll get a couple of feet of snow. Every once in a while, you get three feet of snow, you know. But you'll also get 95-degree humidity, but you'll also get tornadoes, but you'll, you'll get a little bit of everything. It's a potpourri of weather. In some other parts of the country, they have weather that is more severe. They'll have parts of the country that'll have 85 feet of snow, and they're like, well, you think your snow's bad. Well, how about our 85 feet of snow? Or you'll have parts of the country that go to 125 degrees. Well, you think it's hot there? Well, let me tell you something. We have it at 130. But when you go to the northeast of the country, they get bad weather of every specific type. So if you're the type of person that wants to do more than stand out in the middle of a tornado or, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> Wow, I said something bad about the weather. And the weather gods got mad at me. Choke them. Make them choke. Stop it, weather gods. I'm going to tell the truth about you. Shut your mouths. I'm going to tell my podcast audience that where you do your best work, weather gods, is in the northeast of the country. Now I'm going to go back to talking to them, you bastards. Back to you people. If you want to do it, you come to the northeast. In the middle of the country, you get 85 feet of snow. You go out to the, to New Mexico, you get 130 degrees temperature. But in the northeast, what do you get? A mixture of everything. So if I'm a weather person, and keep in mind, most of the top 10 markets are going to be in this area because of the density of the population. So what do you do? 
Get your punk ass to Philadelphia or New York or Chicago. Get your ass there somehow, some way. Get near there because there's going to be good weather. You know, if I was a meteorologist in San Diego, I'd want to shoot myself. If I was a meteorologist in the middle of the country where the, in many cases the weather is going to be pretty much horrible when it comes to super duper snow. But at least that too, that you get to talk about the snow, but you don't want to always talking about snow and you don't always want to be talking about the heat out west. You want to have a combination and that's what you get in the northeast. But because of the flexibility of the weather, you get what we got here a little while ago. A warning about the deadly snow. Oh, the snow is going to kill you. The snow is going to attack your family. The snow called you the N-word. That's right, I said it. The snow called you the N-word. Why'd you call me the N-word, snow? I'm a blizzard and that's what I do. You ain't nothing but a boop. But then what happened this, in this particular case, yes, unfortunately my homeboys and homegirls in Boston got slammed. But in many other cases... Like in Philadelphia, my own my original hometown, they got a dusting of snow. Right? There's probably people out there that saved up some snow and threw it in front of their houses so they be like, Look, I saved this snow up just for such an occasion. I needed to see some damn snow, they didn't have any, but I had a bag of snow in the refrigerator because I didn't want to feel left out, damn it. Dump there it is. Okay, scoop that back up. We're gonna need that next year. A dusting of snow. And you must feel really bad as a meteorologist when you predict the snow is going to come to town and pimp slap people as it drop kicks your baby and then the, the, the snowstorm comes to town and then you take its lunch money from it. I'm the storm. Give me your lunch money, but I'm the storm, man. I don't care. You're not much of a storm. What is that, a dusting of snow? In fact, guys, surround them. Wait a minute, I'm a storm. I'm scary. You ain't scary, punk. Now give us your lunch money. Put a dusting of snow down and get the hell out. All right, I'll be back for my big brother. Yeah, by the time your big brother forms out in the, in the ocean, it'll be too late. It'll be too warm to form snow and your brother ain't going to be nothing but rain and nobody's afraid of rain. Ha! Now get out. <laughs> but that's, it's got to be bad for them, man. I've seen meteorologists predict a big, gigantic snowstorm. And I remember, I forgot, I forgot what city it was, but a guy... I was pretty well liked and he was respected. I mean, he was a respected guy. And he said, and I remember watching it on the news and he goes, you know, there's a 90% chance that this is going to be a horrendous storm. It's going to be one of those storms that people talk about for years, but there's still a 10% chance. If you look at the tracks, there's a 90% chance it's going to be a devastating storm and there's a 10% chance we're going to get traces. And I hope to goodness we get the traces because even though uh, uh, it looks like it's going to be a big storm. That storm would be a devastating storm and people would have to stay home and all this kind of other thing. Power lines would go out. But if we get the trace, it's going to be great. And they got the trace. And they blamed him like he went up into the clouds and went, listen, as soon as everybody cancels their plans, <clears throat> do me a favor, <clears throat> as soon as everybody cancels their plans, I need you to move south. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they don't realize that I actually control the weather, but don't tell anybody. And this guy got ran out of town like he did it, you know? So I was wondering, I didn't even bother watching the weather because when I woke up and I walked outside and I went, I pretty much only have to take out that little small broom that I have in my trunk that I use to brush off my floor mats. I can actually clean my entire car off with that. And I did in about six minutes. I didn't even have to use the broom. But, you know, I mean, I mean, use the uh, shovel. I walked out with the shovel and I looked down. And I don't even need rock salt. Because by the time, because I got in late last night, by the time I got up and I looked out, the, the sun was, 
had melted what was on the ground. I didn't. I mean, if I put rock salt down, it would have been a complete waste. So I was wondering what the meteorologist must have felt like if they kind of hid from their phone the way a person hides from their phone after something embarrassing happens to them at work. You know, after you, you find out that you went to work and you find out you're known as the straight-laced person and you twerked on top of the copy machine, you know what I'm saying, or you flashed the damn security camera, you know, and you find and you remember that the security camera is not kept on site. It's actually beamed to a location and there's no way you can get it back, you know. Or you're a sports team and you're a, you're the, the loudmouth person from a sports team. I'm the greatest of all time. I'm going to throw 40 touchdown passes. And you throw 80 interceptions and all of a sudden you're hiding from the phone and you turn off your text because you know to turn off your phone because you, you know what's coming. I wonder if they feel that way. Well, let me tell you something, meteorologist. I know you don't control the weather. You just tell us what's probably going to happen. And I don't hold you, you. I don't hold it against you, damn it. I'm not like the rest of those weirdos that's going to get mad at you because it didn't work out exactly the way you said. I know most of the time you're right. And I, me, 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 yes, Anthony, I believe in you and I'm, I support you. And it has nothing to do with the fact that every time a person hires a meteorologist for a major network or a major city, it just happens to be a deliriously hot girl next door type, the kind of woman that I would marry the second she smiled at me for more than two seconds and live happy, happily ever after with several babies in the house. I'm not saying it because of that. Okay, I am exactly saying that because of that. If there's any meteorologists out there, I just want to let you know that I'm single, disease-free, and looking to settle down. I'm just putting it out there for no particular reason, and it has nothing to do with the fact that I want to marry, get it on with you, and have babies with women who are cute like you, meteorologists. <laughs> no, your podcast is self-serving. Shut up. Segment over. Well, cats and kitties, dudes and dudettes, that has been this episode of the Yes, Anthony Says podcast. I am and was and will always be your host, S. Anthony Thomas. Thank you very, very much for stopping by. I hope you stop by again. I hope you bring friends. Much love to you. I appreciate you, you bastards, you sick bastards. I really, really do. The home base for this podcast is santhonysays.podbean.com. I am available. You can hear me on Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, iTunes, or whatever other podcatcher is out there. You know what you can do? You can literally just Google S. Anthony Says, and you can't help but find me because I'm everywhere like oxygen. Yeah, I said it. Much love to you all. And remember what I said in the beginning. If you love the show or if you love any podcast that, that you're listening to, please feel please make sure you leave a five-star rating and uh, let them know that you love them and that you appreciate what they do. But really, more importantly than anything, <clears throat> between you and me, make sure you put a five-star rating on my podcast first. I mean, it's, I mean, I love the other podcasters too, but I love me most. So uh, <clears throat> before you put a five-star rating on the other people's podcast, Put five-star ratings on my damn podcast first and tell everybody how much you love me. Then, after you do that, you do that for everybody else. But more importantly than anything else, give me five stars on all the damn podcast sites, damn it. And like I said, folks, uh, make sure you support all the podcasts and give them five-star ratings to let them know how much you love them. But first, make sure you give me five stars, damn it. Yeah, that's right. I said it. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> In all seriousness, I just want to say thank you very much for everything. I appreciate uh, that you got. I appreciate the listens, and the listens, and the retreats, and the reblogs, and all that kind of stuff. Thank you for the for the kind email. Uh, if you want to send an email to me, it's uh, the S Anthony says podcast at gmail dot com. 
I love hearing from you. Thank you very much for your kindness. I will see you next week. Much love to you all, my friends. S. Anthony out. Go! S.